Everything else is marketing. And here's what is needed from salespeople is they cannot be in a vacuum. They cannot be sitting there waiting for that relationship to initiate. Everything they learn from the relationship has to flow through to marketing. Mm-hmm. So in the book, Sales and Marketing Alignment, we talk about this all the time. Sales and marketing meetings have to happen in unison. We've got to bring sales and marketing teams together, and we've got to realize that what sales is learning in the development of that relationship has to find its way up to the marketing team. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams, and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. On today's episode, we have Tom Young. He's the founder and CEO of Intuitive Websites. He's got 25 years of experience in digital marketing and sales. I picked up his book, Sales and Marketing Alignment, something we've actually not discussed specifically on this podcast. I think you're going to get an absolute ton out of this episode and this conversation with Tom. I learned a lot. We ended up having kind of a conversation after this episode. It is clear his years of experience being one thing, but his the quality and the depth of his knowledge, I think is going to be really valuable for you. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Tom Young. Ambition is the first step towards success. It's time to level up your agency. And Coach P Consulting will help you do just that by using the same strategies he used to sell over 700 life insurance policies in 2021 alone. Now, this is not your regular one and done type coaching. You'll get personalized coaching two days a week, every week of the month, and you'll get a live look behind the scenes of his team training and an office that's performing at the highest level. There's a reason Coach P Consulting is the fastest growing coaching company for insurance agency owners in the country. Coach P will train your team alongside his own and show you the exact steps they're taking to achieve Chairman Circle, Exotic Travel, and Multi-Line Presence Club and be one of the few agents to be selected to have a third office. So whether your goal is to be at the top of your local market or amongst the best in the country, this training will give you the strategies and the tactics to get there. For just $250 a month, you'll get high-level coaching each week from someone who is already getting it done at that level and his strategies work and it's time to put them to work for you. Sign up at coachpconsulting.com and get your first full month for free when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Tom Young, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Excited to have you. Well, as I mentioned to you before we got going, we always start with background and origin story. I love hearing the journey of how people got to where they are. So why don't you just take us back and bring us to present day, wherever you'd like to start. Well, sure. Great question. So. I'm currently the CEO and founder of a digital marketing agency called Intuitive Websites. I'm a published author and speaker, and we have 20 employees, so I help run the company, and we manage 40 to 50 client websites and digital marketing services programs. But to get to this journey, it was quite interesting. I started in college as an athlete. I was a swimmer, and I loved competitive sports. (laughs) And I think that competitive sports drove me to really a passion around sales and marketing. Because sales and marketing has that competitive nature to it. You get wins, right? You can be successful 
you close deals, you struggle against competitors and so forth. So I like that. When I started my journey in the 90s, there was no internet. So I did a lot of work with sales teams, helping salespeople be successful. I wrote a book called Intuitive Selling, put a sales program together and work with clients around the country like the American Funds and other large corporate accounts to help their sales teams really function well. But in 1998, I started to get interested in this thing called the internet <laughs> and this idea of there was, there was these websites that were out there. And I thought to myself, this is going to change sales and marketing. And so in 1999, I started looking at what is driving success in this digital world, this website world, the world of the internet. And I started looking into that and I realized this is where companies were going to really need help. So in, in the early 2000s, I started putting together a plan for intuitive websites, launched the agency in 2004, and we were the leaders in website development and digital marketing. And I wrote a book called Winning the Website War, and I've expanded and grown in this space for many, many years. We built our business quite a bit off of the Vistage organization, presenting to Vistage groups, presenting to CEOs around the country and in Canada, and along the way, developed processes and systems to help business leaders understand digital marketing and, and understand what works, what doesn't work, and the key fundamentals of making this part of running a successful business. And now, of course, today, fast forward, and we have AI tools, and we have digital marketing that is so prominent in our lives, and there's so much noise, and we rely on it so much to grow our businesses. So this year has been a pivotal year with the emergence of ChatGPT. And so now we've had to figure out how do we take digital marketing to another level? And then that's really a focus of our agency and what we're doing. And I'm happy to share as many ideas as I can today in the podcast with your listeners. Well, given your background and the topics that you even just shared right there, we would end up making this a three hour episode because I would start, we'd pull one hour on AI and how to <laughs> utilize that and what you're actually specifically doing and many other things. But we won't do that. We'll keep to our normal 30, 35 minutes or so. Right. But I do want to ask you one thing you mentioned, and then we're going to get into one thing that resonated with me about your book and why we wanted to have you on. But you mentioned there something that I have talked about on the podcast quite a bit, and it's systems and processes. And that gets thrown around so much. I don't go to a conference, whether it's, and I haven't been to Vistage, but Vistage, EO, YPO, I mean, you name it, doesn't matter. Somebody gets up there and they're going to say something similar to, well, systems and processes. And you're like, well, no kidding. <laughs> That's not new information. All right. What have you done? And I'm looking for a very, you can get high level answer and then actual specific example of something to where you have said, we are going to document actually how we do certain things in the business to grow our business. So there, I'm sure there's systems of how you deliver things for what you do, the website, the other services you offer, but the actual running of your business, you have some of that too. Does this make sense? I'm looking kind of for like a high level and a very tactical answer just on that one specific thing about systems and processes because it comes up so much. Sure, absolutely. I do want to say that our agency has grown dramatically in the last 20 years. We are Inc. 5000 company. We're growing at over 100% a year. We're growing as fast as we can bring people on board. And the reason that that is happening is because we've put very tight processes around how we do marketing. And let me give you a summary of those. It's very straightforward. We have a four-step process. And it's so simple and clear and direct that it's almost common sense. But what we find is people don't follow these processes and tools. They tend to wing it. 
So here's the four steps. Step one is strategy. Everything starts with strategy. And what we call digital strategy or digital marketing strategy is the translation of value. So the challenge for your business is to translate your value. And so many times we miss the mark on that because we end up talking about how great we are and how great you are is not the translation of value. The translation of value is the benefits you provide your customers as they perceive them. And so that has to be what we hone in on in our strategy, our strategy around digital marketing. Step two is strategic communications. So today, more than ever, it's all about the message you communicate, your messaging, and your messaging must be in alignment with that translation of value, right? So if step one is determining the strategy, step two is how you communicate that strategy and how you meet people where they are online. And one of the mistakes we make as business owners is we think that other people see the world the way we do, and they don't. People see the world the way they prefer to see it. So we have to meet them where they are, which means different types of channels, different types of content. And what's really nice is we can measure all this. Step three is inbound marketing. And that's the concept that we have to do these things to attract people to our brand. And that's because of the world that we live in today is the world of the anonymous researcher, the person who's out there looking for solutions. And if they land on your brand as a solution, they might just select you, right? And that anonymous researcher is going to follow a buyer's journey. They're going to follow a process for that research. And they're only going to research when the pain or the gain is such that they're motivated and ready to move. That's why outbound tactics now don't work because if people aren't motivated, it's so hard to use outbound tactics. We have to draw them to our brand. And then step four is a critical step that many of us don't do. And in fact, I'll tell you right now, your target audience, the vast majority of them are not doing step four. And that is measuring the results of this work. Everything we do in digital marketing leaves a trail. And if you're using tools like HubSpot, Google Analytics 4, or any kind of analytical tools, SEMrush for SEO, you will see the footprint, the digital footprint that people leave as they research you. So now if you have those tools and you have a buyer's journey, your success depends on how well you monitor that journey measure the results from that journey, and make tactical and strategic improvements to better translate your value. And so I wrote a book on this called Winning the Website War. And the book came out in 2014. And I'm working on the second edition right now because so much has changed with AI. And then the follow-up book, Sales and Marketing Alignment, is all about that buyer's journey. Because there used to be a time when marketing folks would focus on lead generation. And then salespeople would take those leads and focus on closing them, where now those funnels are starting to combine. The marketing teams and the sales teams must be working together to create a funnel in that buyer's journey. And the principal reason is that things start to happen more toward the bottom of the funnel, and they can continue to be anonymous. So you can have interactions with customers when they're just about ready to buy, and you haven't even met them yet. And that's what's really changed in that buyer's journey. And in fact, you might talk to customers that know more than you know, right? They have researched their solutions and they have a ton of information. So that changes the sales funnel. It'll, it starts to be merged with the marketing funnel. So that's, that's why these digital programs and digital tools are so important. And having a sense of that strategy, building a plan around the strategy in these four steps is so critical. Yeah. And which is a perfect segue is I wanted to get into... When I first saw 
sales and marketing alignment, I mentioned this to you before we even got started on the recording, is that we talk about so many different aspects of business. We try to cover them all. And we had not actually touched on what's the intersection between marketing and sales. And so we've had a lot of people come on and talk about different aspects of marketing, whether it's the conversation around specifically just referrals, word of mouth, et cetera. Or we've come around like, what's the actual sales process look like and conversion and conversations and all of those kind of things. We actually had not discussed this blend and what this alignment is between sales and marketing. And so I'd love for you to talk about and kind of unpack a little bit more how you have seen, because I think a lot of us, I certainly would think about marketing and sales in that way to say, well, marketing's job is to get leads and then leads are literally turned over. (laughs) Do it this way. But think about this used to be like, here, just bring the whole basket of leads from the marketing team over to the sales team. And we clearly don't do it that way today. But how has that changed? What did it used to be? And are there any similarities to where it was 10, 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, to the way it is today? Basically, principles that are similar. So I'd love for you to unpack that a little bit more. Let me get to the bottom line here. So sales is still so critical today, but sales is the relationship. That's the personal relationship you have with people during the buyer's journey and perhaps even after they become customers. So sales is about the relationship. Marketing is everything else. Everything else is marketing. And here's what is needed from salespeople is they cannot be in a vacuum. They cannot be sitting there waiting for that relationship to initiate. Everything they learn from the relationship has to flow through to marketing. Mm -hmm. So in the book, Sales and Marketing Alignment, we talk about this all the time. Sales and marketing meetings have to happen in unison. We've got to bring sales and marketing teams together, and we've got to realize that what sales is learning in the development of that relationship has to find its way up to the marketing team, especially for large organizations. That's where a real divide starts to happen. Now, how can this happen? What are some tactical ways to make that happen? I want to introduce your listeners to the concept of thought leadership. And here's what I mean by thought leadership. Thought leadership is what makes you better different, unique, and special in the marketplace. And you have to keep this in mind because you may not always be better. And it's so competitive now and there's so much noise in the digital space. The way you rise above that noise is by finding your unique voice, identifying with the marketing personas most likely to react to that voice, and then attracting them to you. And this is where sales is so important because they should be listening to customers and really understanding that thought leadership. And it's where marketing strategy becomes so important because that thought leadership is your strategic translation of value. And I would challenge all of the folks listening to do this one thing. Write down what are your six areas of thought leadership? Where are you, as best you can tell, the best in your space? And if you are, let's say, for example, if you're an insurance agent, right? Your thought leadership might come from years of experience in a certain space where you have seen it, just about all of it. (laughs) And you know this space inside and out. Now, we've got hurricanes approaching Florida, right? So if you've worked in Florida for 20 years and you know the inside and outs of this and that kind of coverage, you're a thought leader in that space. You need to be writing about that. You need to be telling the world about it. And that will attract people to you that need those services. Thought leadership is critical. And I also want to challenge your listeners to do one more thing to help with thought leadership is to ask your customers why they bought from you. So ask your 10 or 12 top customers, hey, why did you end up buying from us? You had lots of choices. 
and say, can you give me three reasons why you purchased from us? If you do that with 10 or 12 customers, you're going to end up with a list of benefits, many of them you didn't even realize you were offering. And you're also going to find that in many cases, those benefits are super simple, clear and direct things, things that we didn't always think were so important. Then you take those key benefits and you wrap them around this thought leadership. So I came to you because you had experience in this space and you were willing to take the time to meet with me when others weren't. Well, wait a minute. Let's let's unpack that a little bit. So I had experience in this space. So that's great. I can write about that. But what is this idea of responsiveness, the ability to meet, the ability to go out of my way to meet with someone? Now we're talking about some key advantages we want to write about. Mm -hmm. And then when people research your firm, if that appeals to them, they'll reach out. And you know what? They'll be your best customers because you'll love to work with them because they love the things you do, right? This is what is at the heart of this idea of attraction marketing or inbound marketing. All right. So I want to double tap on a couple of things. So you said thought leadership is how you better, different, unique, and special. Those four things, right? Yes. Okay. So there are people that represent either a captive insurance company, a corporate company, or an independent. And so I think that I would love for you to kind of speak possibly to that audience that's listening to us here and say, like, if you represent one of the bigger brands, ah, people are already kind of putting me in the corner and this is what I am because they already have a preconceived notion of what it is. Don't you think that that's actually the opportunity where you have to do the hard work to say, yeah, but how am I going to even separate myself, not from a competitor company, but even from somebody who represents the same brand that I do, and you can still, in the marketing that you do, separate yourself. I would call it, in my head, it's just popping up, blue ocean. The blue ocean strategy of like, well, how am I going to get myself out of the red ocean and say, no, 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 this is how we position ourselves because we have so much experience. We enjoy this. We're really good at it. We've done this for a lot of different people, et cetera. I'd love for you to talk specifically about that for that audience. Absolutely. So you want to leverage all the benefits of those brands as much as you can, Mm -hmm. right? And you want to minimize any kind of downside, but you want to leverage the benefits of the brand. Once you have a relationship with someone, in fact, and you can do this even if you don't have a relationship because they're going to be researching you, you can talk about three things. And the first one is how you do business. So within within the umbrella of it could be a, a state farm or a large company, they give you the latitude to to run your business, right? So you can talk about this is what it's like to work with me or my group. This is how we do things here. And then if that's in alignment with what they're looking for, then you've got a prospect, right? The other part of this is the people. And I think that today it's so important to have really strong profiles, not just on LinkedIn, but on your website. And to talk about who you are as people, what you do, what you experience, and make sure you certainly talk about your thought leadership and how you're an expert in your space, but also make sure you talk about the things that value to you and what's important to you and what you're passionate about. That takes it one step further because those three things differentiate you, how you do business, how you operate, the people and their background that you form as your team or yourself, and then the values that you have. I think a great question to answer is, why do you even do what you do, right? And to talk more about that, because without the passion, you don't stick with the career for 20 plus years. That's right. Sure. Right. So I have a passion 
for helping companies grow. You probably can see it in me as you hear me talk, right? Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about it. You don't have to pay me to do that. If I can help you grow, it's so much fun for me that I just do it, right? And so that's the value you want to talk about. So that's why I've written the three books. That's why we have hundreds of blog posts on our website and so forth, because we're spreading the word. We're trying to help people understand that these are the things you do to grow your company. That's what we're passionate about. For you, if you're in insurance, then you're passionate about helping people, saving them stay out of trouble. If they do get into trouble, being there for them when they need you, right? Giving that assurance and that safety that you got to imagine right now with what's happening in Florida, there's all these folks that own homes in Florida. And they're all thinking, gosh, I hope I'm going to be okay. I don't want to come back to my house and have three inches of water in the house. And if I do, who's going to be there for me to support me, right? And all of those folks have different sets of values and different ways that they work. They want to align with someone that they can trust, right? And that's what this is about. That's what thought leadership is about. As a business owner, you know the importance of being able to set goals, track your progress, and see the results. Well, that's exactly what our partners at Today App Pro have been able to build just for you. Today app is corporate approved. It allows you to track activities, build custom word tracks. It allows you to calculate all your commissions and your bonus structures in a seamless fashion, and it integrates perfectly with your company CRM. Today app is truly the best office software to manage all of the day-to-day in one place. It can even manage your employees' time, track production, have a leaderboard with metrics, and has custom reporting. Visit todayapppro.com, todayapppro.com, and schedule a demo and let them know you heard about them on the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue, increase your bottom line, and better manage your taxes? Club Capital is here to help. Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agents in the country, providing monthly accounting, tax strategy, and CFO services. Way more than bookkeeping and your everyday run-of-the-mill tax prep, Club Capital is focused on providing financial and tax advisory services that help you plan and forecast your agency's performance. Their financial dashboards and agency forecasting tools help you better understand your agency's historical performance, create and measure future targets, and see how your agency compares to your peers around the country. Imagine what it would be like to understand the impact to your bottom line when deciding to hire a new employee or forecast the impact rate changes or commission rates will have on your business. With over $200 million in tracked annual revenue and $140 million in tracked annual expenses, Club Capital has the data and the team to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. They will help you turn that back office stress into the backbone of your agency's success by giving you the tools to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book a solution overview with one of our business consultants. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. Have you ever thought, wouldn't it be incredible if you had direct access to our expert podcast guest in real time and be able to ask a question specific to your business? Well, now you have the opportunity to do that. After three and a half years, we're finally launching a leadership podcast community, and we want you to be a part of it. We're launching this podcast community on June the 1st. Go to club.capital forward slash podcast, and you'll get all the details. You'll be able to interact with every single one of the podcasts that we record in real time and ask us questions and be able to ask the guest questions. In addition to that, we're going to have a monthly exclusive Q&A just for our leadership podcast listeners. Go to club.capital forward slash podcast. That's club.capital forward slash podcast and be one of the very first to join. I can't wait to see you 
and our leadership podcast community. Let me ask you around surveying our customers. Okay. Yes. So how do you recommend for any business, insurance or not, is irrelevant to my question here, but they answer it. How do you push past? They answer it with, well, I know you, relationship. We play golf together at our club. It's like, oh, okay, great. And so you end up like checking the box of all that. Okay, sure. That probably, that may be what it is. You go to church with this person, you play golf with them, you're a best friend. Of course, they bought from you. Got that. But then there's also some people like, well, price. It was just simply price. So your lowest price, I went and shopped everybody. Okay. What I'm getting at is I'd love for you to talk about that. But then also, how do we break past that and say, there are other reasons people buy outside of just like, I have a personal relationship and you were the lowest price, regardless of what it is, okay? If I'm looking for marketing services and I'm going to stand up a website, well, obviously I can talk to you, but price is not the only thing that I'm going to be making my decision off of who I actually want to be the marketing arm for my digital marketing services that I'm going to choose, right? So I'm curious around, If we're going to do the survey, I think people get that. Oh, that makes sense. How do we actually incorporate that to do it consistently and then get relevant data? Because what I would be afraid of is somebody does this and then they're like, oh, yep, see, they're just telling me exactly what I already knew. And so then it doesn't become a helpful exercise to them or they get dirty data. Okay. Then they start making decisions off the wrong data because they didn't get the proper data. Is this making sense? Right. And so what I'm hearing you ask about is how do I get outside of my head a little bit? How do I really learn from my customers? And I want to introduce this tool, ChatGPT. (laughs) And this is an AI tool. There's two versions of it. There's a paid version. It's called ChatGPT4. It's $20 a month. I really encourage everyone listening to this podcast to go out there and start conversations with ChatGPT and ask questions specifically about your marketplace to help understand benefits and risks. And and this is how the questioning goes. So you go to ChatGPT and let's say that you'll ask the question, what are the key benefits of purchasing, fill in the bank, service or products, right? Whatever you're in. And then ChatGPT will give you this complete list of benefits that people look for in buying from you. And then you can start to dive deeper. What are the risks of not buying? What are the risks of buying and getting it wrong? What are the fears that people have around making a poor buying decision in my space? And what ChatGPT does is it's going to go through the entire internet and it's going to pull out the best topical discussion points around all those key areas. Mm. And what will happen is you will see things come up that you just did not think about. You'll see things show up and you'll go, that's a key area that we have not spent much time on. We need to look at that one. We need to dive deeper into that. And it's a great tool for getting outside of your head and your own perspective. And then, of course, always talking to customers and getting a sense of where customers are coming from during the sales process. And most people, they don't buy on price, right? Price is something that has to make sense to them. And unless you are specifically targeting the low cost buyer, which most people shouldn't do that, price is not what folks are talking about. It's always the key benefits that they want to receive. And that's a great tool. And then once you stand up digital marketing programs, there's so many reporting tools out there that you can use. Like, for example, we use a tool called Crazy Egg for heat mapping. So if you're getting a few hundred or a few thousand visits on your website and your website pages, you can heat map those pages to see what 
the user intent is, what they find interesting, what they ignore, where they try to click and they don't get anything because <laughs> they're expecting to click and get something and there's nothing there. Hmm. That kind of data then helps you make revisions in your marketing and makes you get drive revisions in that funnel and that funnel process. We found that it's a great tool to find those blue ocean strategies and start to differentiate yourself. Yeah, that's great. What's one of the biggest areas that you see when you're working with a company, they come on board, they make the decision, maybe it's in your buyer's journey or whenever they come on to be a client. What I'm asking is, what's the biggest area that you see that is the largest gap that is the most common whenever you're working with some of the new clients? It's almost like, you know, it's 80% of the time. This area is just not covered at all completely. And then we go in and start to fill in that gap. What do you most commonly see? Well, it's a great question. And I'm sure this applies to a lot of businesses today. Because people have so many options for digital marketing, because they have so many different skill sets, and because but young professionals today in their 20s and 30s, they don't know the world before the internet. Hmm. So they've always got an app or a tool to help them solve a problem, Right. What we're really big on right now is finding where they need specific help. And we talk to a lot of companies where they have one or two people doing marketing and they are overwhelmed and they just ignore certain parts of their marketing because they just never have time to get to it. So you'll find that with your customers. And so a great question to ask, there are two questions really to ask is, what are you happy with what you're currently doing? And where do you see their areas for improvement in what you're currently doing? Because for the most part, people have found a way to solve their major problems, but it's those other nagging problems that they need to solve. And then the follow-up question becomes, well, if I could offer a solution for you to take care of those nagging issues, is that something you would be interested in? And then if they say yes, then you start to move forward. And then at some point, pricing will come up. But that's what we found. I mean, you've got to imagine when I first started working in this space, Nobody had websites to start. And then usually the websites were so bad, everybody knew they needed a new website. And that was probably the case all the way up to 2010. But today in 2023, there is not a successful company out there that doesn't have a pretty good website. I mean, it's just that you're not going to find that. They don't go hand in hand. It's very, very rare. What you do find, though, is people that just don't have time to get around to email marketing or they just have not optimized LinkedIn. Or they don't have time for SEO. They're getting traffic from another website or from referrals, but the SEO and Google, they have ignored, right? So we come in and we help them find those little pain areas and get solutions around those. That makes sense. Yeah. And how do you, um, let me figure out how I want to ask this question. I guess I'm wanting to ask, when it comes to marketing and sales, there is just an endless amount of different good ideas. Because podcasts like this, books, the owners are wanting to grow their business. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, that's it. That makes a lot of sense to me. So then they go through and they change the strategy and they're going down this path and they give it about 30 days. And then they listen to another podcast. And they're like, this person says this. Oh, that makes even more sense. And they change it again. You get where I'm going with this. And it's just constantly, what's your biggest recommendation 
on saying no to good ideas because it is super easy to say that is not a good idea for me. That's a bad idea. That's not going to work. And here's why that's easy. You don't need a podcast for that, but actually saying I'm going to have to say some no to some good ideas. Either it's not a good idea. It's not the best thing for me to do, or it's the right thing, but at the wrong time. Maybe I need to do that, but I need to actually get my revenue a little bit more there. I need a bigger team to do that. We'll do that down the road. I think that it's almost like a decision matrix is what I'm kind of getting to is we get in our head about, I don't know which one to choose because there's so many different places I could go. Yes. And it's a great question. So let me back up a little bit and talk about the concept of agile project management and lean project management. So if you, if you can imagine years and years ago, People were much more focused on getting a project done and and it's all its complexities and then launching this project, right? And now what has really worked in business is the idea of agile or lean approaches to getting stuff done, which means that everything that we do is constantly being improved upon and that we improve upon things in a given time frame. And then we test, we find out what works on that assumption. We test and refine, test and refine. So your website's never done. Your content's never done. Your digital marketing tactics are never done. They're constantly being refined, tweaked, and testing. I think it's absolutely fantastic that your listeners get new ideas and fresh perspectives. What I don't want them to do is use sample size of one marketing, which basically means that one person makes a decision based on what they think and what they do. We don't do that. We use data to test assumptions. And if we feel like a good idea is a good one to test, we test it. Mm -hmm. And then we're constantly incrementally improving and adjusting our website. And all the digital tools out there can help you with that. If you have a WordPress website, you can A-B test pages on that site. You can change what your CTA buttons say, right? Your call to action buttons. You can try new content. You can try new approaches in your email newsletter. And when you start to do that and you use data to drive decisions, You're constantly tweaking and improving. And I think that's at the heart of marketing success. So two big important takeaways, avoid the sample size of one dilemma and use data and ongoing testing to improve and revise. Okay. I want to ask this. Okay. I'm going to ask this. This is good. So where does my gut intuition come into play? Well, I think your gut intuition, it drives the test, right? So you might read an article or you might go to a website or you might talk to a customer and something stirs up inside you and you're thinking, that's worth testing. I'm going to test that. And then the question then becomes, if it's a test that gets expensive, then you've got to start running some numbers. And that's step four in our four-step process, which is the ROI calculation. Okay, so that sounds like a great idea. It looks like it's going to cost some money to do this. So let's put some parameters around that. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to expect this kind of conversion rate in my funnel. I'm going to expect to talk to this many people. And then over time, I want to see this kind of return. Amazing. Like, for example, what we're doing right now with this podcast, this is great, right? This is fantastic because it's a great thought leadership Mm -hmm. uh, exercise and, and content source. But you might find there's other things that will work too, like webinars or giving in person seminars, right? Or writing ebooks or in writing content or getting yourself on other podcasts, right? And linking back to this podcast. All those things work and you want to test them incrementally to see what will take off. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's interesting you mentioned the seminars because last night where my kids go to school, there was a in-person seminar. The school had brought in a speaker on parenting and he has a great personality. 
He has a podcast himself. It's a fairly big podcast, but he does these seminars around the country paid by the schools or in maybe some cases churches, but schools come in, parents come in, they buy one of his programs. So he's monetizing it that way. Then he's got the podcast. So he's bringing people in. You can actually literally see his strategy playing itself out. And he's presenting himself as a thought leader on calm parenting. That's his thing. That's just stick. It's calm yeah. parenting. How do you be a calm parent with kids that are big personality kids? Like that's his kind of his thing, right? And so you can actually see how he's positioned it, utilizing both digital podcasts, but also in-person seminars. And, and yet he's monetizing it several different ways. So I think that's actually a really great example. And I love the fact that you helped blend. How do I get to use my experience? Yeah, but Tom, I've got 10 years, 15 years, 20 years of doing this. I have some intuition, but at the same time, wrapping it with data and then testing those assumptions and saying, well, let's see if you're actually right about that. Okay. And not just constantly going off of our gut and making decisions based off of our emotions. Fair. That's right. And in fact, if we do that, we'll probably get it wrong. If we go 100% off our gut and emotions, we'll probably get it wrong. If we take a more methodical approach, lean into experts and people that really know what they're doing, have experience with this. The key thing that you just said in my mind is that unique thought leadership. So there's lots of people that do parenting workshops, but this particular speaker has, they have their thing. They have the calm parenting. So guess what? They're going to get parents that feel like that's what they need. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get the parents that feel like they need to be more strict and learn how to be strict. That's another parenting speaker. So you get to challenge your audience, Bradley, to figure out what is your thought leadership? Where can you come in and make a difference in the space? And where are you passionate about that? And then tie it to your values, the people that work at your company or yourself and how you do business. The thing, you know, the way you do what you do, your process, that's the Mm -hmm. way you do your work. And then that'll drive inquiries from these anonymous researchers, help get better sales and marketing alignment, and it'll move people through your sales funnel so that you can have a sales meeting. I want to say one more thing about the sales funnel that I didn't mention yet, and that is the concept of touch points in the funnel, Mm -hmm. right? So a funnel in and of itself is not going to be in existence (laughs) or effective unless you have touch points, which means you have to move people through different stages of the funnel. So stage one of the funnel might be they visit your website. Fantastic. Stage two of the funnel might be that they take the time to subscribe to your newsletter because it's value added. Step three or four might be they attend a webinar. They subscribe to your podcast. They get an ebook from you. But a key part of moving in the funnel is when they give you their email address. And getting an email address is absolutely critical today because of the privacy rules that are changing around Mm -hmm. cookies and so forth. But once you have an email address, then people are not anonymous anymore. You can follow them online and you can see when they hit your website, when they interact with you in social, and you can send them targeted messages based on what they're doing in the funnel. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely critical to have those milestones. And then on your website, you want to make it very easy for people to reach out to you. Now, I know that sounds like common sense but we see it all the time. Make sure you have a form, make sure you have a way to reach you on email, phone number, your location of your office. All of that needs to be very, very clear because people, they're all different in how they want to reach you. 
We don't want to assume that the way we use the internet is the way everyone uses it. <laughs> All right, make it very easy for people to contact you and then set up systems to track how they do that. Call rail is great for phone calls. In fact, there's no need anymore to not know how someone got your phone number, right? Call rail can show you that. HubSpot is great for tracking people in the buyer's journey. Google, Google Analytics is great for tracking the top of funnel, the Google Search Console, SEMrush, so many tools out there for tracking the top of funnel. Combine the data with your intuition and then you're on to something. That's a winning strategy for success. Well, Tom, it's evident that you know what you're talking about and that you have years of experience with this. People want to reach out to you, your team. They want to connect. They want to talk more about how you can help them. Where would you like them to go? Well, intuitivewebsites.com is our website. And we're going to be starting a webinar series this fall. Be on the lookout for that. Subscribe to our newsletter. And then if if you attend one of our webinars, you will get that four-step process training, which is absolutely critical. And if you do attend the webinar, you may get a chance for me to review your website live on the webinar, which a lot of people love that. They love to get that feedback immediately. So, Yeah, that's awesome. Tom, appreciate you coming on our podcast. Thank you so much for the value that you provided for all of our guests. And I hope to have you back on in the future. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, there was a lot for me to take away in that episode with Tom. A couple of things. Obviously, he casually mentioned it being in the Inc. 5000 companies. That's not a small feat in and of itself. But I would just say even their four-step process really stands out to me. Strategy, strategic communication. How do we actually communicate that strategy? Inbound marketing. And then how do we measure results as number one. Number two, thought leadership. How do we be better, different, unique, and special? And then he added in kind of the third point to that, which is how do you do business, the people in your organization and the values? Go to Intuitive Websites and reach out to Tom and their team and pick up his book, Sales and Marketing Alignment is really fantastic. He's also wrote a great book, Intuitive Selling as well. On that episode, one of the things he mentioned several times was around data tracking, measuring. It's exactly what our partners at Today at Pro do absolutely better than anyone else in the marketplace. They allow you to be able to track the compensation plans, do it in a seamless way. It's going to interact and going to be just perfectly synced with your CRM, which is so important because you don't want that stuff breaking down, right? I mean, whenever you have something that's kind of patched together and it breaks, it becomes frustrating, but that's not the experience you're going to have with today out there. Experience and connection with the CRM, corporate approved, but also beautifully designed for you and your team. You're going to get your team is going to have customized word tracks based on the things that you love for them to say. Maybe you've picked up from some of the guests that we've had on and you love to sell a certain way. You can embed that right into the system that they're using on a day-to-day basis. Visit todayapppro.com, todayapppro.com. Club Capital is the best at what they do. Reach out to someone on the team. Go to Club dot capital and book a no obligation demo and see how you can leverage some of that data that you get from your financials to be able to make better decisions day to day in your business. One of the biggest decisions that you make is who you have on your team. If I came to your office, I would ask you kind of a series of questions. And one of the last ones I would ask you is, 
well, show me who is on your team. Do you have a team full of A players? I just got back from playing golf in Bandon Dunes, Oregon. I was on my way back and I was with a guy that I just met. So he's not a friend or he's becoming a friend. And he runs a billion dollar organization. And at that level, he said, we had to make some changes in our strategy. But at the end of the day, it comes down to people. You got to be able to get great people on your team and then develop them. That's exactly where our partners at Autopilot Recruiting and Coach P Consulting come in. Go to autopilotrecruiting.com and finally take that load off. The thing that you know you need to do is have a pipeline of great talent and then work with Coach P. Go to coachpconsulting.com, work with them to be able to develop those people, not just you, but develop your team to get the best practices twice a week which is incredible for you and your entire team. And if you want to give them a test drive, you can do that free of charge for one month. Go to coachpconsulting.com and then to be able to start recruiting on a regular basis, visit our friends, autopilotrecruiting.com. All right, everyone, this was a great episode. Until next time, lead well.